0: Hi there, this is Paula Jones and this is Autistic Women Working, the weekly podcast for newly diagnosed autistic women who want to learn to thrive in a world that's not designed for you This is Paula and welcome to Autistic Women Working, the podcast where we talk all things autism, adulting and work. And this week I want to talk to you about how your work family is. So we've all got a work family of some form. My work family is my clients and if you work in your own business then your work family is possibly your clients as well. And if not, then if you're working in an office environment, you'll have people that you you click with. Those people that you click with, have you ever thought that they might be autistic as well? I'm not asking you to go out and diagnose everybody that you see because A, that's completely unethical, and B, when you've seen one autistic person, you've seen one autistic person. However, however... There is something about autism where we tend to flock together and we become like those completely dissimilar things in a pod. Uh, Let me explain what I mean by that. Uh, My brothers, for example, I would say none of them are autistic. My mum's not autistic. But my dad... I would lay money on my dad being autistic. Uh, my dad died just before he, t- he was about to turn 68. So he was way too young when he died. And his deaths were very quick and very shocking. And he was just the type of bloke that everybody loved. He was funny. He was charismatic. He was the life and soul of the party, believe it or not but he was somebody who dipped in and out of moods so quickly that you couldn't really catch them. It was hard to work out where he was at any given point, so he could be smiling and laughing and joking and the next minute completely withdrawn and doing that staring into middle distance thing. I really believe that my dad was autistic and undiagnosed autistic because I recognized so many of the things that I do in my dad that I think that he would get to the point where okay I've laughed enough now and you know that's enough now. I've I've had enough laughing and joking, let's just stop for a while. And he would get tired and he would get worn out and he worked incredibly hard for us. You know, my dad was the type of dad that would finish his night shift. And then take us out on a day trip to Wales. He must have been so, so tired. But his body clock was completely screwed. As many of ours are. So, I want you to think about this. And, yeah, I'm giving you homework again and blah-de-blah. But I want you to think about this. Think about the people that you work with. And yourself and see whose brain you share because this is a very common theme between myself and several of my clients that we share the same brain i think that maybe my clients and i should get together and and have a big old zoom session so that they can all see that they all share the same brain as well because there is something about us we have this quality that we can spot each other. We are completely dissimilar things in a pod. You know, we're not two peas in a pod. We are these completely different people with different different lives, different values, different needs, etc. But there is something about us that draws us together. There is that internal spark of recognition that just says, I know you, I know you, I know who you are, I know how you think, I don't know how you feel, because I don't know how I feel, but I know you. And I bet there is somebody that you work with that feels that way about you, and you feel that way about them. And this late diagnosis plays, I think, a really big part in that. Because our late diagnosis comes to us as such a big smack around the face of, oh, that's why, that's why, that's why I'm doing this. And other people will be walking around similarly reeling with this late diagnosis, thinking exactly the same things. That's why, that's why this is happening. That's why this has been done to me. You know, this is why my family don't get me. This is why my family don't get me at the age of 46. Nobody understands me. It's kind of like we have this autistic family. So maybe it's not our own family, but we draw together our own autistic tribe and we can say to each other, do you ever get that feeling and somebody finishes the sentence for you and we have a shared identity we have this tribe and it's almost it's almost like a gift really it's like autism is the biggest gift that's ever been given to me you know and you, you will often find that parents when because I, i'm not a parent but parents are getting diagnosed later on because they're finding that their children are autistic or on the spectrum somewhere so they're getting diagnosed and they're doing this because they've noticed that they have similar traits to their children they feel like they're doing it for the children but really they they're doing it for them which is how it should be really because yes you can understand your child better but isn't it time that you understood yourself better of all of these years of understanding now okay you've got a mini me but you've got yourself and the understanding of what you went through as a child and what you are now isn't that an amazing freedom to now have that you can put to such good use personally i'm autistic dyslexic adhd pathological demand avoidance i mean pretty much got the the full house thrown at me it's not quite but you know it's it's a good mix of neurodivergence that i have here and all of that just freed me to look around me and notice that okay that's how my dad was as well so i now understand my dad a little bit too late unfortunately I would really have loved to have had a great relationship with my dad as an adult rather than just father-daughter because he he died when I was 32 and I was still very much his little girl at that time um, because I'm the baby of the family but you know I would have liked to have had that relationship of adult-adult with him as well and have that understanding it's It's coming to me now that I think that's that's where he was, and i'm I'm understanding what his moods were, and amazing to to now have that understanding of him, whereas he maybe would have liked to have had that understanding of me as well because we clashed quite a lot, loved each other to death, but did clash quite a lot, and where you can see where you clash with people at work and where you gel with people at work, you know one in a hundred people in the u k one in 70 i believe in the us is on the spectrum you're going to come across somebody somewhere whether they know it or not so have a think about it why do you know them why why is it that you understand them why are you drawn to them why do you finish each other's sentences why do you believe you share each other's brain there is something you are you are each other's mirrors so why is that we say that we don't we don't di- diagnose people who aren't in the room and I'm not somebody who's qualified to diagnose any, but anyway. However, when you are autistic, you recognise autism. And self-diagnosis of autism, when you read the symptoms and it gives you a shock right up your spine and you think, that's me. When you know this, when you know that the description you're reading is you, as I did before I got my formal diagnosis. I believe that's enough. If you identify as autistic, you identify as it. And then when you're seeing all these different, but different but the same, completely dissimilar things in a pod around you, and you're seeing your tribe, you understand it. We are drawn to each other. I think it's like no other relationship that you ever have with people because it's just this implicit understanding of being completely dissimilar things, being different and yet the same. I hope this makes sense. I think it will only make sense if you're not on the spectrum. But if you are, you will totally get what I'm saying right now. Your brain's like mine, my brain's like yours. It's so important to find our sense of community as well, particularly when we're at work, because, you know, we have these quirks and our rigidities that the autistic community understands that we will be very much so, I can't be flexible on this, which another person with autism will understand. I just said the dreaded with autism. I didn't mean that. Please forgive me or slap me around the face, whichever you choose. Which another autistic person will understand. I understand that the people I'm drawn to are those who are, if they were to really think about it, are probably on the spectrum but don't know it. And maybe don't care. And really, why should they? It's only a problem if it's a problem. You know, for me it became a problem because it was affecting me at work. And that's the only reason autism... Autism for me was ever a problem, it was affecting me at work because my executive function is lousy and that's why I talk about autistic women working because when it's affecting you at work and it's giving you issues at work and it's a problem then that's when I want to identify what the problems are and see what we can do to deal with those problems. I find it just, other than that, it's a brilliant way of thinking and it doesn't hinder me in the way that I want to work and to do things in my business as far as my clients go because it allows me to be incredibly creative and to come up with different ways of working with my clients, different ways of making sense of the world, different ways of helping my clients view the world, different ways of helping them see through issues and problems and maybe trying different things and if you were to say something like okay we're going to try some hypnotherapy or some mindfulness to an autistic person they'd say hell no we're not but this is what I do for a living okay I'm an autistic hypnotherapist who finds it very difficult to be hypnotized and yet my autistic clients I know exactly how to hypnotise them because I do it the way I want to be hypnotised which is not by okay now relax for god's sake. It's a far more subtle process to get an autistic person to relax during hypnotherapy. Far more subtle. I don't even want them to know they're being hypnotised but because they're my tribe I know how to do this and knowing your tribe is so amazing knowing your tribe and being drawn to them and being part of it is so great especially when we're not the life and soul of the party and unlike my dad you know can't just talk to anybody when you find your tribe when you find those people that you share the same brain with you've got an amazing set of colleagues friends, people that you can work alongside, people who understand your quirks, your strengths, your weaknesses, and you gel together because, oh yeah, I know, teamwork makes a dream work and all that shite. We're not necessarily great at teamwork, but what we can do in a team of autistic people is work singularly well together and pull on our own, together to make things really happen like magic and not something that you really want to bear in mind when you're working with a bunch of autistic people or you are autistic it's yeah do your own thing but do it with a bunch of like-minded people who understand how you work and how you get the job done. So, we're a bunch of completely dissimilar things in a pod, and that's it, but it's magical. Okay, that's all I've got for you for this week, and take care, and I'll see you next week. Until then, peace. Bye.